You're probably already familiar with this story. Most people today are. He's one of the most recognizable, most influential, and most popular heroes of our time. I'm talking, of course, about Superman, the Man of Steel, the last son of Krypton. But in case you're not familiar with him, let me give you a bit of a biography. Superman was born on the planet Krypton to the highly respected scientist and community leader Jor-El and to his wife Lara. And they named their son Kal-El. Well, Jor-El, being a scientist, discovered that the planet Krypton was doomed. It was geologically unstable and before long it would be destroyed. And so he went to the Kryptonian council to warn them. But they would not listen to him. They thought he was exaggerating the danger. But Jor-El was convinced that his planet was doomed. And so he set out to build a rocket ship to save his entire family. But things progressed much quicker than even he believed they would. And the end came sooner than he expected. And he had only had the time to build a small model rocket ship of what he had planned to build. And this model rocket ship was only big enough for his infant son, Kal-El. And so Jor-El and Lara placed their young son into the model rocket ship and sent him into space on a journey towards Earth just moments before Krypton was destroyed. Well, eventually the, the rocket ship landed on Earth, just outside of a small rural community called Smallville. And he was found there by a young married couple, Jonathan and Martha Kent, who could not have children of their own. And so they adopted this young boy as their own, and they named him Clark and they took him to live with them on their farm. Well, as the boy grew, as Clark or Kal-El grew, he began to show extraordinary abilities. Super speed, super strength, heat vision, x-ray vision, invulnerability. He even gained the ability to fly. And it was all because of Earth's yellow sun. Krypton had had a red sun, and so the inhabitants of Krypton had no special powers. But with exposure to the yellow sun of Earth, Clark gained these superpowers. Well, eventually, Clark moved to the huge city of Metropolis, where he began to work as a reporter for the newspaper, The Daily Planet, and he donned a secret identity as Superman. Well, that's actually not quite true. He was always Superman. He was always Kal-El. He was always of Kryptonian heritage. He donned the secret identity as Clark Kent, so it's actually the reverse of that. He was always Superman, donned an identity as, as Clark Kent. Uh, but ever since that time, ever since he moved to Metropolis and began working at, at the Daily Planet and uh, also going out as Superman, he has since saved the world countless times. Okay, so that's just a quick summary of the Superman legend. And there have been several variations of that throughout the past 70 years as Superman has appeared in the comics, on the radio, in three live-action TV series that I know of, in five movies, in several cartoons, uh, in newspaper strips, in video games. There's even a heritage commercial here in Canada that features a young Canadian artist, Joe Schuster, inventing Superman. You'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who doesn't know at least a little bit about Superman. So this morning, I thought we'd do something just a little bit different. For the past couple of months here at Sunrise, we've been dealing with some pretty heavy material as we worked our way through some uh, theology and some of the claims made in the Da Vinci Code and some of the related uh, issues to that. And so we're going to do something a little lighter here this morning. We're going to look at Superman and we're going to see what we can learn from him about Jesus. Because a lot of people have noticed some parallels between who Superman is and who Jesus is. In fact, I was 
already planning on talking about this when I opened the newspaper last weekend and I saw an entire page devoted to the spiritual elements in the latest Superman movie, Superman Returns, which is in the theaters now. Uh, for example, both Jesus and Superman have their origins apart from this world. Both of them came to earth as babies. Both of them possess extraordinary abilities. Both of them stand for truth and for justice. And even Clark Kent's adopted mother, Martha. In the comics, her name was originally Mary. And as for the name Kal-El, well, L, the last part of that name, L is a Hebrew form of the word for God. And it was often used in the Bible in conjunctions in titles referring to God, such as in Exodus chapter 6, verse 3, where God identifies himself as El Shaddai, which means God Almighty. Hey, I even read one review which paralleled Kal-El's Kryptonian family with a holy trinity. And you do remember who played Jor-El in the 1978 movie, don't you? Marlon Brando, the Godfather himself. Now, I'm not actually saying that Superman is supposed to be an allegory about Jesus. In fact, both the Canadian artist and the American writer who created Superman were Jewish. So while their Jewish faith may have played a part, I really doubt that they were trying to portray Jesus. So yes, we are taking some liberties here this morning. But let's get to it. I just mentioned that Marlon Brando played Jor-El in the 1978 movie with Christopher Reeve. Brando died about two years ago, but they took some of his dialogue from that first movie and they used it in the movie that's currently in the theater. And I want to show you one of the scenes from that original movie. This is shortly after Clark uh, has gone up north and he's, he's built the, uh, the Fortress of Solitude and he's learning from his Kryptonian father, Jor-El, about his heritage, where he really came from, who he really is. And this is from... This is just a clip from that scene. Listen. Okay, as you watched that, you heard Jorel teaching Kal-El, or teaching Clark, about his heritage, where he came from. And he explained why he was sent to Earth in the first place. And Jorel said during that dialogue, even though you've been raised as a human being, you're not one of them. They can be a great people, Kal-El. They wish to be. They only lack the light to show the way. For this reason, above all, their capacity for good, I have sent them you, my only son. So in your notes, how is Superman an expression of Jesus? Well, first of all, as we just saw in that passage or in that, uh, in that dialogue from Jorel, they are both described as the light that overcomes darkness. You know, there's a lot of darkness in the world, both in our world and in the world of Metropolis. And just as Jor-El sent his son to earth to fight against the darkness, God sent his son, Jesus, into the world to overcome the darkness. He is our hope. He is the light that shines through the darkest night. In John chapter 12, verse 46, Jesus said, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the darkness. And you know, darkness cannot overcome light. Light always overcomes darkness. It can never be so dark that light cannot overcome it, cannot have an effect upon it. So where there is light, there is always hope. In Psalm 27, verse 1, 
It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord protects me from danger. So why should I tremble? That's what David wrote in Psalm 27. And, and in the New Testament, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So Jesus, who is God, is light. And what does light do? Light reveals. It shows you the way in which you should go. Have you ever gotten up in the middle of the night and it's dark and you can't see a thing? Oh, what, what happens? You run into this, you knock over that, you stub your toe. But when you turn on the light, all of a sudden, you can make your way safely. You know, Jesus actually referred to this. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said to the people, I am the light of the, of the world. If you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So both Jesus and Superman are referred to as the light, and they fight against darkness. Another way in which we can learn about Jesus from Superman, not everyone recognizes who they are. That's number two. Watch this clip. Okay, that was a scene from the new movie, from Superman Returns. And you saw in that clip how the airplane was in distress. And so Clark Kent changed into Superman and was flying to the rescue and set off a sonic boom. And when he appeared on the radar screens of the people who were tracking the airplane, they wondered, what was that? And they said it was an unidentified bogey. He was referred to as an unidentified bogey. Of course, that was just the comment made by someone looking at a radar display. But in many ways, Jesus is an unidentified bogey. There are those who simply don't recognize him. He's the almighty God, the creator of everything that exists. He's the hope of the world. But to some, he was just a good teacher or a moral leader long ago. They don't really recognize who he was and who he is. And so they give him no place in their lives. Even during his earthly ministry, Jesus performed all sorts of incredible miracles that should have made it obvious who he was and even claimed to be God in his teachings. But still, he was just an unidentified bogey to those who refused to believe in him. In John chapter 1, verse 10, it says, But although the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him when he came. And then, number three, just like Superman, even when they are recognized, sometimes they are rejected. They are both rejected by some. Of course, Superman was rejected by all of his enemies, most notably who? Lex Luthor. Luthor wanted to have power. He wanted to be in charge. And he resented and rejected Superman because he was a threat. Superman was a threat to that power that Lex wanted to have. In this scene here from Superman Returns, notice how Lex Luthor, played by Kevin Spacey here, describes Superman in this scene. Okay, in that scene, Lex Luthor said this. said, gods, talking about Superman really, but it says, gods are self, selfish beings who fly around in little red capes and don't share their power with mankind. Lex Luthor rejected Jesus because Lex wanted power and he saw Superman as being a threat to that power. And even though he denied it in that scene, Lex said he didn't want to become a god, but he really did want to become a god. That was pretty clear throughout the entire movie. 
And Jesus has people who reject him for the same types of reasons that Lex Luthor rejected Superman. They want to be in charge. They want the power for themselves. They don't want to acknowledge that Jesus is God because that means that they will have to give up control to him. That was true for the Pharisees and it's true for many people today. But you know, it wasn't just the big bad guys who rejected Superman. He even experienced rejection from the love of his life, the one closest to him, Lois Lane. Watch this scene. Right at the end of that scene, what Lois said really stuck out, didn't it? What did she say? She said, the world doesn't need a savior, and neither do I. Even Lois rejected Superman and told him that he wasn't needed. How do you think that made him feel? Probably the same way that Jesus felt when he was abandoned by his disciples and even betrayed by one of them. Now all of that happened just before the crucifixion. But centuries earlier, the prophet Isaiah foretold that Jesus would be rejected and betrayed even by his closest friends. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 through 6, this is what was written. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with bitterest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way when he went by. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God for his own sins. But he was wounded and crushed for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. He was whipped and we were healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the guilt and sins of us all. How about you? Have you rejected Jesus? Are there times when you choose to turn your back on him and follow your own path instead? How's that working for you? Let me just remind you, Jesus loves you. He wants the best for you. He knows everything. He's all-powerful. And everything he has done, he has done for you. So if you've turned your back on him, then let me urge you, even right now, even this morning, turn back to him. Which really sets us up for the fourth comparison between Jesus and Superman. They both welcome us to trust in them. Let's go back and continue with that discussion between Lois and Superman. Watch this. Okay, at the beginning of that clip, Superman gave Lois an, an invitation. He said, Lois, will you come with me? And you'll notice, it was an invitation. It was not a demand. He left the choice up to Lois. She could have refused if she wanted to. But even though she still had some doubts and questions, she decided to accept his invitation. Lois, will you come with me? And Jesus gives that same invitation to you and to me. Well, except that he doesn't call you Lois. He calls you by your own name. In Isaiah chapter 43, uh, verse 1, it says, God says, I have called you by name. You are mine. And he calls each one of us by name to come to him and to trust him. In John chapter 12, verse 26, all those who want to be my disciples must come and follow me. And then Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He welcomes us to come to him and put our trust in him. But the choice is left up to us. It's up to me and it's up to you 
we decide for ourselves. Will you trust him? Will you come to him? Will you accept his invitation? Or will you continue to reject him? Well, a little while ago, we saw a clip of an airplane in distress. Let's see what happens next in that scene. Well, that looks pretty bad, doesn't it? How in the world is Superman going to save them? Well, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to see the movie for yourself. But as you watch that, do you actually have any doubt at all that Superman will find a way? I mean, he always finds a way. He's always there to rescue those in distress. And so while, there's a, while that's an exciting action sequence, you know the whole time that Superman's going to come through and save those that are on board that plane. I don't think I'm really giving anything away by saying that. We all know that Superman is going to come through. The only question is, how? Well, Jesus always comes through too. So that's another way in which Superman is an expression of Jesus. They can both be counted on to come through for us. Sometimes we have no idea how Jesus can help, but then he does. He comes through in completely unexpected ways. And so you can put your trust in him because no matter how much turmoil you face, no matter how much turbulence you encounter, no, ma no matter how violently life throws you about, he will rescue you. In Psalm 50, God says, Trust me in your times of trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. And David wrote in Psalm 56, For you have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from slipping. So now I can walk in your presence. O oh God, in your life-giving light. You know why Jesus can be counted on to come through in every situation, don't you? Because he knows everything about us. He knows exactly what we're going through. He hears our cries for help, and he's always there to save us. That's the sixth way in which we can learn about Jesus from Superman. They both hear our cries for help and respond to them. So let's go back to that little flight that Superman was taking Lois on. Watch this. Well, for me, that was the most powerful part of the movie. That one thing that Superman said to Lois, you wrote that the world doesn't need a savior, but every day I hear people crying for one. Wow, that's powerful. The world does need a savior. In the DC comic universe, that's Superman. For us, that's Jesus, who is God. Let me give you an example from the Old Testament when God spoke to Moses from the burning bush. If you recall, at that point of time, the Israelites were being forced to work as slaves in Egypt, and they were being treated very harshly. And so this is what God tells Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. I have heard their cries for deliverance. Yes, I'm aware of their suffering, so I have come to rescue them. So what do we learn there? We learn that God was very much aware of what was going on. He had not turned his back on his people. He heard their cries for a savior. And so he set in motion a plan to save them. And of course, Moses was a big part of that plan to bring the Israelites out of slavery and in, into the land that God promised them. Why would he do something like that? Why would God do that? Because that's the kind of God he is. He answers our cries for help. In that scene, we saw Superman could hear the cries for his Savior coming up from the city of Metropolis. Metropolis. 
And God hears our cries rising for a Savior as well. And he doesn't ignore us. He responds with power and with love. In Psalm 65, verse 5, it says, You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds, O God our Savior. You are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. You know, there was something else that I noticed in that last video clip. While Superman was holding Lois high above the city of Metropolis, he looked out across the city. And just in his eyes, you could see the care and the compassion that he had for the people of that city. That's the seventh way in which Superman is an, is an expression of who Jesus is to us. They both have a great compassion for those in need of a Savior. Superman looked out across the lights of, of the city and he couldn't help but to have compassion for all the people of Metropolis. Well, that reminds me of when Jesus looked over the city of Jerusalem and he had the same kind of reaction. In Luke chapter 19, verse 41, it says, As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. And in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, it says that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were, were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. It's the compassion of Superman that compels him to do everything that he can to help those in distress. And it's the compassion of Jesus that compels him to do everything he can to save you and me, even to the point of dying on a cross. Okay, so those are some of the ways in which I see Jesus in Superman. And there are other ways too. For example, you can see in this current movie a representation of the crucifixion and the resurrection. Uh, but I don't want to give too much away. I want you to be able to go and enjoy the movie for yourself. But when you see it, think about that. And realize that, yes, Metropolis has a superhero who can always be counted on to do what is right and what is good and who always comes through for them. Metropolis has a superhero. And so do you and I, Jesus Christ. He's all loving. He's all good. He's all powerful. And he'll always come through for you. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for watching out for us. Thank you for the assurance that we are never alone, but that you know about every little thing that we face in life. Thank you for loving us enough to care about those things and for responding to our cries for help. I want to pray for all of us here this morning that we will grow to trust you more and more. I'd like to ask you to just keep your eyes closed for a minute. We talked this morning about how some people haven't recognized who Jesus is and how others have flatly rejected him. If that's where you've found yourself, but this morning you'd like to turn around and accept his invitation to come to him and to place your trust in him, then you can do that. You can just pray something like this. In the quietness of your heart, you can just pray something like this. Jesus, thank you for your great love for me. I know that you are the all-powerful God who wants the best for me. But to be honest, I've struggled to put, to put my trust in you. And I want that to change. This morning, I decide to place my trust in you because I know you are trustworthy and that you will always come through. I pray that you will increase my faith and teach me more every day what it means to walk in the light of your presence. In your name, amen.